welcome to the McCovey Croncast, the San Francisco Giants podcast for McCoveyChronicles.com on SB Nation. I'm Brian Murphy, former managing editor of McCovey Chronicles, and with me is Doug Brizzoni, who writes about the Giants at GiantsDoug.substack.com. Doug, it was a bad week for the Giants, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, it was their worst week since 2020. <laughs> uh, maybe longer, I don't know. 2020, at least you could be like, well, you know, it's a pandemic. They shouldn't even be playing baseball right now. That's right. We were all and- pretty miserable. And <laughs> so you're saying that this was as bad as when the pandemic started. <laughs> this might be worse. I don't know. Because <laughs> Tyro Estrada got COVID and it's like, well, he was just in the clubhouse unmasked, hanging out. That's right. Yeah, maybe the Giants just have COVID. We're recording this right after the White Sox, the zombie White Sox led by necromancer Tony La Russa, um, just brutalized the Giants, caved in their skulls this weekend. Um, we're literally moments after the final out, which if you if both of us were on the line to guess who was pitching and who was hitting in the final out, do you think we'd get it? Uh, no, I was, I was watching the game and I was like live tweeting their little rally jokingly, like it all started with a Yerman Mercedes double and like, you know, of course sputtered out. I didn't even know who was hitting it. Then. So I just, it all ended with a, whoever struck out their strikeout. <laughs> uh, the giants are categorically awful. Every phase of the game right now is not working. I think we could get mad at it and grumble and whatever teams will go through this these stretches but they are seven and eleven since they swept the dodgers so i I guess to put another way they've they've lost 11 of 18 since they've swept the dodgers that's that's mathematically correct right yeah i mean the the other way to put that is they knew they weren't going to be good so they used up all their wins on the dodgers (laughs) which you know if they're going to do it anyway that's the way to do it that might actually that this is the way exactly right um i guess the the thing i want to get at is 40 and 37 yes that's not good and especially again losing 11 of 18 also bad but i it was really bothering me austin wins struck out swinging to end the game which sucks cuz the guy had just pitched the inning but you know the top of the inning <laughs> well you know that's pitcher's hitting for you that's right um, and pitching for the White Sox, he struck out the last two batters, was Ho- Jose Ruiz. So just, just so that that's on the record. Um, also on the record, the Giants, um, they went 2-6 and six on their homestand. This past week, though, they won just one game. They split a pair of one-run games against the Tigers, which feeds into our main topic of the week here in a second, and then, of course, got swept by the White Sox. Our main topic this week, which I should have put right up top, we're doing our bullpen trust power rankings based on uh, June results. Um, but just a quick Giants news out of the way. They look terrible this week. Um, Jock Peterson has made the cut for the all-star voting. He's uh, the third highest vote-getting outfielder, which is cool. That's exciting. He's far and away the best Giants hitter. Um, I think if you were to power rank the Giants players, he's probably their third most valuable player also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's, and he's only one of three players who are actually on the list. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just uh, Radon Webb and, and him. Yep. And, uh, and, a and a flock of Donovan's Walton. <laughs> so, uh, so what stood out to you this week besides the awful play, but what about it stood out to you? <laughs> uh, man. 
<laughs> Nothing stood out. The Giants were just bad at everything. I mean, that's sort of what you notice watching them, right? That they were bad in every phase of the game. They couldn't hit. The, the, you know, I should be fair. Three of the starting performances were fine. Like Logan, Logan Webb wasn't that bad on Saturday, even though he gave up some runs because he had no defense behind him. But I don't think, I don't think his final line reflects how well he pitched. I think he was a little better than that. He was okay. Um, Radon was good. Alex Cobb finally had a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's everything good that happened for the Giants. I'm sure a reliever threw a scoreless <clears throat> inning in there, but who cares? Right. It it was very difficult for them to do anything good. It was very easy for them to just be bad. Uh, it's hard to, it's not fair to put everything on one player. Only I will use his name just to say that Donovan Walton is certainly emblematic of everything that's going on. A player that kind of looks like he can do what needs, what they need to do, but frequently doesn't. He does uh, not. No, but Saturday's like <laughs> objectively Saturday or Sunday's game, yesterday's game was not Donovan Walton's fault. You know, he made he committed that error that opened up you know th- the gates for three two two runs to score. I think in that inning, mm-hmm. three runs, and you know th- that's a bad error. They lost thirteen to four. You know, one error did not cost them the game. No, but, and I mean he can't yeah. hit either and all that stuff. But you know, you yeah, got I mean, he, he can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, Austin Slater also had a pretty terrible week in the exact same way. Couldn't catch, you know, a ball in center, which uh, you know led to some runs. He hasn't particularly hit all that well. He's had he's certainly hit more than Donovan Walton. Um, you know, Mike Yastrzemski has sort of been good defensively, not really hitting all that well. It's just up and down. Like Brandon Belt. This since he's been back, it's like wow, this guy might be done, you know. And yeah, it's he's, like he's looked awful. I mean, it's one of those things where I don't, you know, just as soon as one side wins the belt wars, <laughs> he just completely stops hitting and makes you doubt everything you ever believed in. And that's the thing for me is is as much as I want to. I mean, it's bad. There's unequivocal. I think that this this homestand and especially with all these days off and then still coming out and looking as terrible as they did this weekend. This is definitely one of those series where you could see like they've got to do something and like sooner rather than later. It doesn't have to be that drastic, but, it you know, something has to change. You know, I don't know if that means VR is going to get a shot or something. I don't know where he'd play. But, you know, it's you know what I mean? It's like, you know, Tommy LaStella. it's not providing it. There's enough players not doing anything. And then the players that they have to play are sort of just making mistakes. Like something is going to have to change. Um, But that's the negative side. The other side is sort of like, I feel like we've said some of these things before and then it kind of just turns around and it works out, but we are halfway through the season and the defense looks like it's getting worse. So I think that's, that's a legitimate concern. I mean, this is not going to be anywhere close to next year or last year. I mean, and it actually feels a lot like if you had told me that this had been the season that they'd have coming out of 2020, that would have felt more correct. Right. It was like, this should have been last year. Um, Yeah. I mean, so I will say it, like you said, they can turn, they have done this before and turned it around on uh, May 6th. The giants were 14 and 12. They were, they, they had a writing a five game losing streak including a two-game sweep at the hands of the Dodgers, and they had lost seven of eight. 
and they turned it around, won six straight, and were a passable major league team for a while. It can happen. Yeah, it just doesn't look like it will because they've played like such garbage lately. They play. I. This is definitely the the last two or weeks or so. This is definitely the worst stretch that they've looked. I, I don't. I mean, probably since this is almost as bad as they looked in that fateful September. That <laughs> uh, was it. Uh, was it 2018? Um, yeah, when, when it just they all like fell apart. Three and twenty-one, or yeah, something. yeah, they, they won seven games or something like that. All right, uh, I also want to do um, like who is the MVP of the week? Uh, I think for me, it's Carlos Rodon. I, I don't know who else it would be. So, uh, I'm going to say the fans. <laughs> <laughs> the fans are the MVP. You're for always not... referring to the troops. So. <laughs> Am I the only one who thinks that if they really wanted to, the fans could get together and put a team that would dominate the Giants? That's that's I. It could be any fan base. We could do any that. Any fan base, yes. literally. Uh, I also would like to put me as the MVP of the week because Grant Brisby wrote over at the Athletic something that I said weeks ago when Kenny was the co-host about what was the Giants' problem, and I had to take the offense side. And, and Grant was able to better articulate my feeling. So I'm going to give myself credit. Uh, his premise was basically the Giants are really good situational hitters, but they're not really uh, much better than league average. They're actually below league average when the situation's not tight. So they're not even, they're great in capitalizing on their opportunities. They're not great at creating opportunities at a, at a better rate. So the offense kind of uh, looks inflated. More, it looks better than it actually kind of is if you go under the hood. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I looked at that too this week, um, and Grant's article was longer and better. But uh, <laughs> the, like what I saw, because I was just like looking at some of the numbers, like, so why is this team bad now when they, they've, you know, they're so high in run scored, but they're worse lately? It's like, oh, they were just never actually that good. You know, they're not hitting the ball that well, you know, for the season. This includes everything this season, you know, they're 15th in expected WOBA. They're 12th in barrel percentage, 13th in hard hit percentage. They're just like an average offense who overperformed for a while, and now it's correcting itself. And the injuries aren't helping. But, no, um, no. And but the that's pitching, what they always were. Yeah, and I think even the pitching, the inability to be strikeout pitchers yeah. for the most part, it, it all kind of is a perfect storm. We'll get into that later about the roster and this or that. I, I want to be upset, but it's also sort of like, eh. When they fall under 500, that's the time to start. No prisoners. Just be also, rude this to everybody. is great for your brand. Yes. So you have to think about that. <laughs> I am considering it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's get into the meat of it, though. This is the, I actually prepared a little bit more this month for our bullpen trust power rankings. This is coming off of June numbers, which I have to admit, though, this weekend really did put it. It's really making me question some of my rankings. <laughs> I really want to carry it through. Uh, I'll defer to you as the judge. Should should the weekend count? So these July games affect yeah. the rating? Yeah, okay. I, I think so. Um, all right. So <laughs> all right. that's the way I Changes would always do things. it. Where, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does it, though. You know? Yeah. As. Well, 
I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I still think that there are some good arms in the yeah. bullpen. So, yeah. All right. So, oh, and I want to say Zach Littell got sin- sent down. So I'm not, I don't want him to be ranked because um, the Giants are ranking him for us. <laughs> uh, and Luis Gonzalez is on the IL. So I, I don't think he should go on the list. It should be Donovan Walton, but that's just whatever you did. I don't know. Okay. Um, so go ahead. Yeah, who's, no. your, who's your uh, eight or nine? Uh, so I have number nine because I'm including Jelly because he uh, he just oh, got up. called up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, my number nine is Junior Marte. Uh, okay. And it was Junior Marte before uh, yesterday. But he, you know, the Giants have shown what they think of him. And what they think of him is, you know, basically interchangeable with Zach Patel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's not a good thing to be. He just, he seems like he's not there yet. He should be better, but he's not. And there comes a point where you go, yeah, okay, uh, that's that's what's happening. Yeah, he wasn't great, especially in Sunday series. He did he did have like one of the only positive win probability adds for the month of of June in six point one innings. So it was only three games, uh, but you know, out of the nine pitchers relief pitchers I got, there were only five that had positive win probability <laughs> added, and he was one of them. Um, he was also my number number nine. He was the bottom of my list. Um, and that's a really great note that that's, it's, oh, you're basically harder throwing Zach Littell. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donovan Walton technically should go beneath him uh, and Austin wins. But, uh, so, but we're, you know, we're not I, counting them until they become regulars on the mound. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm my number eight is Jose Alvarez. I mean, uh, he's he, on the IL. Yeah, I think he came back from the IL. I think he's injured still. So. Okay. Well, he's still my number eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he in uh, he was he was a disaster. So he could be hurt and doesn't matter. Okay. So who's your number eight? Uh, so my number eight is Sean Jelly. No right because he, he's, uh, yeah. he's on the list. Because he's on the list. You know, you can see it in his first inning. Like you can see that he why he's good. And then you could see also see why he's not. Things started to go bad on go bad for him, and he couldn't really recover. Um, and you know he's just you really hope that that he has something more than being tall, but I haven't seen it yet in the majors. So well, I'm ranking it eighth. Although you know he's tall, so who's to say whether you that's can't right. put him ninth because he's so tall. He he's, breaches up into the next ranking. Yeah, he's so tall. Right? He basically yep. is also number nine because yeah, he's just right. up there. With, well, as a short Martin. person, as a short person, I, I've never noted tall people needing anything more than that. So that seems <laughs> um, as long as he's able to throw like around 90, 92, it seems like he'll have a job for a while. Um, OK, so then uh, that's seven is uh, Harleen Garcia is mine. And um, he had a bad month, my my boy. <laughs> um, and I think it was just more, uh, he doesn't, he had uh, seven strikeouts to two walks in 9.2 innings. Uh, he had a really bad month, though. And I think it, it's just more, I guess I thought he could be, they could use him a little bit more, but it turns out they were using him the exact right amount <laughs> and just not exposing him as much as often as possible. His leverage his leverage abilities, maybe it'll be there in, in spurts, but in terms of trust, he could be, this could be um, pr- a prelude to an injury or something, but he looked really shaky 
um, in the past month. So I'm putting him seventh. Uh, so seventh, I have Jake McGee. I, God, I wanted him to just last a little bit longer so I could keep going with my bit. You know, he just had to go like another week, not giving up runs. And then I could have ranked him first and said he fixes mechanics in Sacramento, but he fell apart in the last week. Uh, maybe a little bit before that. And he's, he's back to being bad again. I think he, I'm, I think I'm insane or sun bleached or something. I have him as fifth. Because the velocity is still there. Like, I agree. He looked, you no, know, he's, he's back to being shaky, but he's still throwing 96. That's what he, he wasn't doing that before. Yeah. But before he would throw 96 and it would miss bats in a way that it's just not, it's not happening right now. Um, so I, it feels like something's missing. It, maybe it's movement. Maybe it's, he had to change his delivery a little bit and he doesn't have the, a deception he didn't used to have. I don't know, but he's not where he was last year. He's got that virus that Harleen Garcia has about location, maybe. With the virus, the virus could be COVID. We don't know. The guy, <laughs> virus could be COVID. You know, they're not. We know they're not testing. So right, right. Uh, that's that's funny. It's like the wizard did it. Did it? It's the COVID did it. It's the COVID did <laughs> it. Everything. Okay, so then who's your number six? Um, uh, number six, I have Harleen Garcia. All right. Yum. His his month actually or his over the last thirty days he actually hasn't been that bad, he's been fairly good. Um, he had a six thirty three FIP in in June. So so, so when I'm looking at, <laughs> at Fangraphs, I'm looking at the last thirty days here I see. on July third. I see. And last thirty days, two sixty one ERA, three sixty one FIP. All right. So I mean that could just be a bad the outing, one bad outing, but yep. that that bad outing is also part of his total skill level which is something you have to kind of take into account. He also just didn't, it wasn't, it, uh, what do I want to say? There was a Christmas crispness yeah. that seemed to be lacking. Yeah. And um, I, I actually had him higher for a little bit and then I moved him, I moved him up, you know, I moved him down. I moved him worse. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> um, because he, he doesn't just kind of like McGee, he doesn't seem right. And, and so that's my number six was actually Tyler Rogers for sort of, I, I think the not being able to strike guys out, I'm, I'm firmly on like, that's what your bullpen guys should be able to do. But Tyler Rogers bounced back really from a bad may. He had a real, I mean, the giants, it seemed like they were trying to spite the haters <laughs> and be like, Oh yeah, you don't like Tyler, Tyler Rogers. Well, here's more Tyler Rogers. <laughs> he led the, uh, he, except for Sam long, who was kind of basically like a opener guy. Tyler Rogers pitched 14 innings. He appeared in 13 games. He had a 348 FIP. This is just for June, not the last 30 days. 257 ERA, 10 strikeouts against three walks. He gave up one home run. His win probability added, though, um, maybe I misread this, was a point, a, a negative 0.487. So it must, <laughs> you know, uh, not great, but um, uh, I'm going to say that it was a, an impressive bounce back month for Tyler Rogers. So for me, in terms of trusting him, I'm like, okay, okay. He figured, either he figured some things out or he is a high variant luck guy or a high luck variant guy. And, uh, and he had, a, he was, you know, it was a better month and, and I, I put him dead last last month. So I had to move him up and it seems pretty fair. <laughs> yeah. I have Rogers a little bit higher than that, but we'll not, he's not, you know, oh, up and I put, one, but we'll, we'll get to that. Well, I put McGee above him because of the 96 and left-handed. I went with the, the old, <laughs> The old baseball straw hat. hat. Yep, the old straw hat. 
because I looked at it and I went, well, well, <laughs> who do I want against a tough lefty? Do I want Tyler Rogers or do I want Jake McGee? I don't want either of them, but, <laughs> I, mean, but I, I, I also, I also will say, and uh, even with Tyler Rogers bounce back, this is the thing that kept him out of kind of the top spots for me. Um, he relies on his defense. Oh yeah. He doesn't have and any. So that's really the part of it that I'm like, okay, like even if he's totally fine now, he still can't be at the top. No. And Jake McGee, when he's, you know, when he's right, he's striking guys out. He's, you know, he's throwing a 95 mile an hour fastball and the guy, they swing at it like it's a 110. Like they have no idea what to do with it. Yep. Uh, okay. So McGee was my five. Who is your five? Uh, five, I have Sam Long. He, uh, he's not been strike. He struck out guys yesterday. He got three strikeouts in three innings yesterday, but before that he hadn't been striking guys out. Um, and that's something I worry about because again, Giants defense, uh, the, the good news for, for long is he doesn't get a lot of ground balls. That's usually not good news for pitcher, but in yeah. his case, uh, you want to keep ball off the infield. Um, so, you know, if he just gets it in the air and, you know, Slater and Yastrzemski are both fine in the outfield, uh, then that's a path to success. But uh, he got he, he just wasn't striking guys out, and that's something that I worry about, even with you know him having some success. So yeah, and his I had I have him fourth, um, and Sunday I feel like that that's why Sunday I was like uh, I don't know, but I don't want to put Jake McGee or Tyler Rogers in the top four, but. But, you know, Sam Long, you know, John Miller kind of went out of his way in the broadcast to be like, uh, you know, Sam Long's line, three innings, one hit, a walk and three strikeouts. You might listen to that and be like, wow, what a masterpiece outing. But that one hit was the key of the yeah, game. That, he, he came in and immediately just cash in all three runners, which is a problem. That is a huge problem. And it but it's and it speaks to your other point. Um his ERA FIP split 108 year. This was just for June because I didn't factor in the the weekend. Yeah, 108 ERA and a 421 FIP. That's alarming. That yeah, the, alarming. the, the la- last 30, it's 208 ERA, 578 FIP. That is that is. Um, yeah, if, if you're on a team, if you're on a really good team, Sam Long had better be like if you were on the Dodgers somehow, he would be like the 25th or 26th man. Yeah. Like that's really bad. So. <laughs> and that's, that's the kind of thing that it's going to come back and bite him soon. Like that's what you would expect. I mean, it doesn't have to be soon. It will be eventually though. I mean, if that's kind of what yesterday like this, was. Go bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not for him. His ERA looks even better now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Uh, but I also like, I think I've said this before. I like his versatility. He can do the different roles they're putting him in. It, I mean, it, he's approximating it enough. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I could see him being stretched out and starting five innings. I can see him being a bulk guy pitching like three through six or certain something. Um, I can see him just opening and pitching the first two innings coming in and blowouts like this and, and calming things down um, after he makes it a blowout. I can still, (laughs) Uh, but I I think I like that versatility. So in that sense, it makes me trust him for the role that they're actually using him in. And like you said, the defense um, is not going to necessarily work against him. So Yeah, and, and for me, I think a more interesting use of him and Jelly, if they're both on the roster, 
as you have long, you have one of them start and go like three innings, and then the other one goes the next three. Because, you know, the Giants are obsessed with those platoon matchups. Right. So you'll get the right-handed lineup against Long, and then they'll get they'll have to either use up their entire bench against Jelly or just sort of wear it for the next three innings. Yeah, and that could definitely work to their advantage um, if they get any competent defenders on the infield. Yeah, sure. We'll see. I mean, that could happen. We'll find out after the break who the top four are. But, I mean, if you've been keeping track of the Giants <laughs> roster, you might be able to get a sense of it. We'll be right back. All right, Doug, you're number four. All right, so we've already talked about him a little bit. My number four is Tyler Rogers. Um, he, you know, he he pitched well over the last month. He did, um, yeah. and I don't want to take that away from him. But as we said before, he relies on the Giants' defense, specifically the Giants' infield defense, and that's just a stupid thing to do. <laughs> if you're going to rely on anyone, it should not be them. Whose idea was that? I don't. It's yeah. <laughs> not Tyler. You did not think that through. Um. <laughs> So it's just hard to trust him when the things that he's relying on are not going to happen. He is not going to get that good defense behind him. It is, it's not really his fault. Um, you know, earlier in the season, he was doing plenty of things wrong. Right now, this month, he didn't do a lot wrong. Um, I'm sure he gave away a game, which is why his WPA was so bad. But it, it really is just when you have a guy who relies on his defense, if that defense isn't good, you can't rely on him the way you want to. I do like that his brother had a meltdown earlier in the month. Um, that was helpful. So it could just be a Rogers thing. And maybe they're switching <laughs> off months. I don't know. Because um, Taylor Rogers is 0-4 this year. I, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. It just it just reminded me, like, Tyler had a great month. Taylor, I just remember he had a blowout that made me think, oh, maybe the, the Padres will keep it interesting for the wild card. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think – uh, if you're a professional baseball player, you're going to have streaks. You're going to have peaks and valleys, all that stuff. I, I, It's nice when it happens with a pitcher. And for someone like Tyler Rogers, it's very easy to spot when things are going well and when things are going very badly. So it was nice to see him have a bounce back month, which I think we agree. No matter what win probability added says, uh, that it was he definitely – oh, he looked like a guy like, okay, he can be out there. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> But there, to me, it was like me. It was like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Um, all right. So then um, let's also do your number three. Okay. Uh, did you say your number four? Yeah, because mine was Sam Long. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number three is Dominic Leone. Um, he mine just too. prevents runs. And, you know, the, the advanced stats don't like him that much. No. Um, he's He's been walking a few too many guys and not striking out, you know, 12 per nine innings anymore. Uh, but he he gets out there, and he just prevents runs. And God, this is going to backfire immediately. He is just going to Oh, man, we are cursing him. But, uh, but you know, he gets out there, and you're like, I think it's going to go. I think, I think Kapler did a good job getting him out there, is what you think <laughs> he's out there. You know, after that, well, whatever. But um, you trust him. At least I do. He also has um, a bit of a slight attitude on the mound. He pitches like a little bulldoggy a little bit. Uh, I only bring that up. It's like because all these giants these days feel very fungible, very interchangeable. They all kind of look the same. They don't really have any personality. Um, And he, the fact that he showed any to me (laughs) was kind of incredible. So since June 5th, 
he's appeared in um, 12 games, 11.1 innings pitched. This is why the advanced analytics don't like him. 159 ERA, 409 FIP. And then the reason why I'm looking at this again from my notes was because I had written down that his win probability added was 2.254. So he basically was the second um, best reliever in terms of like adding a probability of win for the Giants this past month. But I didn't include his appearance um, two days, a few days ago. And so factoring that in is what bumped it up to 361 since June 5th. So he's he's just been he's just gutted it out. He's just done it straw hat wise. He's done it. But, you know, he he had a hold against the Tigers, but he still he had three walks in that. You know, it, that's where the don't like all the walks. He had six walks in the last uh, in that same span, too, to just nine strike, ten strikeouts. So it's it. He does seem like he's a tightrope kind of guy, but he has the sharp stuff. I like his slider. He's got a good fastball. And I like, um, I don't know, he seems to spot his pitches pretty well. Like he he doesn't seem to miss um, very much or very badly, which means he's going to do it in Arizona very much. Oh, yeah, he's doomed. (laughs) We have doomed him. (laughs) Uh, But at least... For June, at least coming into this Doomsday <laughs> series, he's been he's pitched well, and and the Giants have sort of kept him in. Uh, if you look at his game logs, it's funny. It's like seventh inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, fifth inning, sixth inning, and then it just suddenly goes eighth inning, ninth inning, eighth <laughs> inning, eighth inning. So, so they very quickly picked up on this is a guy that we should trust more. So, uh, that's good. He's yeah, he's also my number three. Um, which means my number two, I'm making an audible at the at the line of scrimmage. I I had to do it to him because uh, I wanted I'm I'm going to talk about him as though he were my number one, Camilo Duvall. Um, he took a step forward in the past month. I think the um, two inning save or one in the third inning save was his like highest win probability added for the month. And it wasn't just that. That was like kind of the culmination of like the second half of the month where at least for me, just watching the game, he trusted his fastball more. He pitched up in the zone with it more and it set up his slider being up in the zone more, which which was why he kept running into trouble for me. You shouldn't throw sliders up in the zone, obviously, but, you know, towards the edges, but he was trying to keep it all down. And so being able to let the fastball fly a little bit more means that he could afford to go a little work the zone a little bit more with that slider. I don't know what Gabe Kapler came out and told him. Remember there, there was that pitching mound visit that happened. I think it was in that, that Tigers game um, where Kapler came out and he just said like one thing. Yeah. (laughs) Was it like, just don't walk the guy or something. (laughs) And, and he did and he threw it. But what I noticed was that the pitches were all like at the knees or higher. He was working up in the zone and it just looked like for this past month, he trusted his fastball more. And I understand that he just, it's a good fastball. Maybe isn't, it's pre, it's pretty straight, but either he added some tail to it. He took a little something off. I don't know what it is, but at least to my eyes, Camilo Duvall looked great, but he wasn't my number one. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought Duvall was great too. I, my number two is John Brebbia. Um, yeah. And for so for a while, because, you know, I was thinking about it a little bit and I was like, you know, maybe... It's it's pretty close. He had probably had a great month, and then uh, June twenty eighth against the Tigers. I'm like, I'm watching him pitch. I'm like, man, maybe he should be the number one. And he immediately gives up a run. <laughs> That's true. And I'm like, That's you know, 
just once. Let me have this, John. <laughs> um, am I being petty and punishing him? Maybe. But, I had uh, the same thoughts. <laughs> um, but uh, no, he, he had a great month. He really, he really did. It was uh, since the start of June total, he has a 154 ERA. Uh, just in the month of June, it was a 169 ERA, 195th. He did everything right. Um, he gave up a run. one. Tw- he gave up three runs, two of them earned. Uh, but I mean, he's a reliever. You know, he's a pitcher. A pitcher has to be able to give up a run here and there. I don't have any problem with the way he's pitching. Uh, it's when he comes in, he's one of the guys who is there to lock down the game and is going to do it. Uh, and I'm sure I've said this before, but this is, um, this is why the giants kind of tolerated him last year when he wasn't very good coming off Tommy John surgery. They're like, no, no, next year he's going to have it all back and he'll be better. And you listen to that. You're like, I mean, I guess, and, but it's happened. Um, he is better. He is doing everything you could want from him. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing of comparison between the two, I don't, because I don't want to jump back and forth. Like, we'll talk about Duvall when you talk about Duvall. I'll talk about Duvall again when we talk about Duvall. <laughs> Rebia also had uh, a 169 ERA and a 191 FIP. Now I'm including what baseball reference allows me to do, which is up until July 1st now. Um, and it's, it's a 154 ERA and 209 FIP. So very close and very low and lower than Duvall, Duvall in both cases. And so I... Uh, he didn't have he didn't like affect the outcome of the game quite as much uh, according to win probability added but again if we're talking about who do you trust um you know also 12 strikeouts against four walks that's great no home runs which we know it's going to happen in Arizona but <laughs> but you know I totally agree with you. And then he, you're like, oh, maybe this can be the guy. And then he gives up a run right away. You know, it's like, it's not like he's a guy that you're like, this guy's going to strike out the world. He's going to do whatever. He just seems like he knows what he's doing. And he's been consistently good at hitting his spots and throwing the pitches that he needs to throw in the moment. Um, so I I don't know. That's why I'm just like, he, there's not enough to bump him for me. But anyway, let's talk about Duvall, be, Duvall because uh, he really... It sounds like you agree. He's your number one. He took yeah, a step I mean, forward. I mean, so the thing to me, the thing that Duvall has that Brevia doesn't, because um, they both had great results this month. Um, but oh, you're making him. He's I'm, got the fastball. <laughs> yeah, no, he has the fastball. He has yeah. the stuff. He has that like eye eye popping stuff that if you're a hitter, you go, you step in, you go, oh god, this guy. You know, like it's, he has that fastball. He has that slider. They're both great. He's throwing them mostly where he wants to now. Um, and so that's, that's going to be the tiebreaker for me that you can see it. You know, you can see what's great about him. My audible has turned into an interception. Also, his <laughs> birthday is the 4th of July. I mean, happy birthday, Camilo Duvall. Happy you, birthday, Camilo. I'm, I'm audibling back. It's my show, damn it. So he, <laughs> he, I agree. He's number one and Brevia number two. Um, I just was thinking he also has a higher variance of blow-up potential because his stuff can be tricky and he can miss his spots. And Brevia just seems less prone to missing his spots right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's their closer. He's the hammer that they're expecting with Brebbia basically being his setup. 
and they're still willing to use Brebbia as like an opener or something. You know what I mean? So their their utility, his utility for them is is a little bit different. But anyway, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add about Duvall? <laughs> uh, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Um, he. It's nice when you can find your own guy, when you can find the value uh, from one of your own. I think that's the other part that's scary about all this. Scary in the I'm a fan of a team, not scary existentially for my life. But, you know, part of this whole Farhanaissance is, you know, it, some of this at some point is going to have to come from your own player development side. And I don't discount the missed season from COVID. I I can't imagine what that actually has done to development. I mean, I'm not even talking about the industry, industry side. I'm talking about the players too. Um, it just seems like that's that was a real setback for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But, you know, it'd be nice if they didn't have to wait for like a vestigial organ from the Mariners to be <laughs> excreted uh, so that they can just plug it in and hope something weird and good happens. Um, be nice if they could find their own guy. So Duvall kind of stepping in, kind of rising through their own development. That seems like that's nice. I just think it's nice. <laughs> it is. It is nice. You know, the their successes from the farm system lately, at least the big successes, have been castoffs from other guys, from other teams. Yeah. You know, so Mike Yastrzemski, obviously Donovan Solano, um, and then Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, this year it's been Luis Gonzalez. You can throw in Tyro Estrada, even, who's been yeah. a good, perfectly fine major league player. They got for nothing. Yeah. Um, but oh, I don't discount that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I shouldn't. And, you know, the one the one big exception here is Logan Webb, fully Giants prospect. But, you know, you need more guys like Webb and like Duvall or else you're just basically relying on other teams throwing away perfectly good players. Like there's only so much you can get rummaging around in the trash. Yeah. And I, I think there's a there's definitely based on their modeling or however they can look at things, look at players. There's certainly a floor, but I also think when you look for you know look through the dump or go to Goodwill to find guys, it's there's also a ceiling too, and that you're you know Luis Gonzalez is probably going to be a nice player, and I think he is actually projected to be like on pace for like what three wins or something. That that still seems like a bit of an outlier for what you're looking for for what you're what you can expect to get if everything works out when you find a guy and more, more often than not, they turn into the Donovan Waltons, which watch Donovan Walton just torches the rest of the season. I don't see how that can happen. Prove me wrong. Donnie, Donnie dubs. That's not going to happen. <laughs> if Donovan Walton has a great week, we'll make the entire next podcast about how good Donovan Walton is. The, the Walton cast. Okay. So <laughs> just to run it down, um, your, your rankings again. Okay, so I, number nine, Junior Marte, then I have Sean Jelly, Jake McGee, Arlene Garcia, Sam Long, Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone, John Brebbia, and number one is Camilo Duvall. And I had Junior Marte, uh, Jose Alvarez, uh, Arlene Garcia, Tyler Rogers, Jake McGee, Sam Long, Dominic Leone, John Brebbia, Camilo Duvall. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to do it for our power rankings for the month. Um, next week we'll be back with an all new episode where we'll talk about the giants facing the, uh, diamondbacks. I want to point this out. John Miller noted at the end of today, at the last giants game against the white Sox, um, that the giants have basically now played half their season of games 
and they will, in the second half of the season, play nearly a quarter of those games against the Diamondbacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, the first game will be Carlos Rodon versus Madison Bumgarner. Uh, Doug, where can people read about all these exciting Diamondbacks games and more? Oh, you can read all about the Arizona Diamondbacks at giantsdoug.substack.com. <laughs> Uh, your number one source for Arizona Diamondbacks news. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, happy 4th of July to all who celebrate. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I guess also, sadly, go Giants. Go Giants.